Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Greetings in the name that is above every name. That is the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is your host. Bishop F.L. Phillips welcoming you, you, and you to another episode of the Impact Conference here on TalkShoot. What a great program. What a great lesson we have tonight. And we just want to thank God for all of our visitors. We have a deacon, yes, it's uh, 5, 6, and 7, and also Apostle Hayden. And uh, I'm telling you, uh, it does something for me to see the interest that people have in leadership, and especially in all facets of leadership. And so tonight, I am so blessed to have you all to tune in to the Impact Conference. And we're going to be talking about uh, leadership and preparing for their departure. And, you know, as much as people like to stay here, you know, one day if he does not, amen, uh, tarry, uh, we will depart. So, excuse me, uh, I just want to make sure everybody understands the importance of that. Um, But whatever capacity of leadership that you're in, one of the things that I think we all have to be mindful of, and that is leaving things in order. not re- uh, not too many uh, uh, days ago, we did a major conference here in Baton Rouge, and one of the things that we talked about in that conference was knowing where things were and knowing where things are. There's too many of us that leave that people have to go through and rumble and try to find things. And so, you know, the day was Palm Sunday. We kind of uh, talk about Jesus Christ and his departure, and so one of the things I want to do is I want to talk about leaders preparing to depart. Uh, leadership preparing to depart. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I praise you. I give you glory. I give you honor. And I give you praise. And then, Lord, not only that, but I honor and magnify your name. For truly, you're worthy to be praised, worthy of all praise, all honor, and all glory. It belongs to you. And there's none like you. And all the earth, Father God, I thank you and I praise you for these things that you're doing. We bind adversarial attacks and come against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness, and high places. And we thank you, Lord God, that this lesson will go forth in the spirit of peace. And, Lord God, people will be blessed because of it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And with thanksgiving, let us say amen. Amen. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we have a great lesson, and so we want to just thank God for all of you that tune in. I'm going to talk about leaders preparing themselves for departure. Leaders preparing themselves for departure. 
kind of deviating off of where I was about, amen, you know, moving forth under the blessing um, and, you know, the honor and not just leaving without it. And today uh, I went back and I thought about it, I said, you know, it's Palm Sunday. Uh, I want to try to deal with some things that are centered around it, and I thought about leaders preparing themselves to depart. And it's, it's very important, and I don't just mean this in one sense as, as being a pastor, being the head of your household, being a supervisor or whatever you may be in, whatever capacity you may be. Uh, preparation for departure is better than not preparation at all. Preparation for departure, excuse me, is better than no preparation at all. And so with that being said, you know, I think that too many of us take it for granted that departure is inevitable if Jesus carries. And if he doesn't, you know, it's still, you know, we have to be prepared for when he comes. And so tonight I want to look at leadership in this perspective because I think too many times there's not enough time given to preparation. And as much as we don't want to talk about the departure, it is something that we must, at least plan for if we don't talk about it. So with that being said, I want you all to really give heed tonight to to what is going to be discussed. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed with this lesson. And I know God is going to bless tremendously. So uh, I normally uh, put the phone lines, but we have some comments, amen, that have been posted on uh, the Internet. And I thank God for our Internet audience and things of that magnitude, but we're going to talk about it. Seven Jenkins and just uh, five and six and seven uh, about this this leaders and preparing to depart. Now, I know as much as we don't want to talk about departing and that time uh, is something that we must plan for um, in aspects of ministry and leadership and so forth and so on. And I think it's, it's something that should be done sooner than later. Now, we held a major conference here. We brought in people who really I gave them the subject matter because I felt it was something that many times uh, is not given adequate time and preparation. And I wanted to make sure that everyone who attended that particular conference at least came uh, to the realization that there's just some things that we're going to have to plan for. There's some things that we're going to have to make sure in place. There's some things that we're going to have to make sure uh, we have together and so forth and so on. And so tonight, that's what we're going to talk about, leaders preparing to depart. And it, and it doesn't have to always be by death. It could be transitioning from one position to the next, it could be promotion. It could be a lot of things. But I think the preparation aspect of it is, you know, are we ready? Are we prepared? And, and let's talk about it tonight. You know, Reverend Jenkins, the guest five and six, are we ready? Are we prepared? I'm going to go to the phone lines and talk to Apostle uh, Hayden, and, you know, we're going, to, we're going to kind of discuss that, and I'll go down the lines and talk to others. But let's talk about are we prepared? You know, are we really prepared? 
you know, for the things that lie ahead? Are we really prepared for the things that we would have to face and things that we would have to go through? Are we really prepared? Let's let's talk about it, amen, tonight. Let's go to the phone line. What do you have to say, Apostle? Let's let's talk about this. Is this is this a a, a needful subject? Is this something that that we should uh, be talking about? Is this something that we should be discussing? You know, is this is this valid? Is, is what I'm asking. You know, we talk about leadership. We talk about people who are in leadership positions and things like that, and so forth and so on. But is it is it valid? Is it necessary uh, that we make uh, discussions concerning? Leadership and preparing to depart. What What do you have to say? I think I think it's very valid, Bishop. I, I was just sitting here thinking about a message that uh, T.D. Jakes preached on, and the Word of God tells you to get far away from your kindred. Now you know, and get to a place that God has a place for you, especially designed for you. And I think is I think is a very valid point because you don't know your potential. And, until you get away from what's holding you down. Uh, when I think about me to where I made the transition from Chicago to Mississippi, all my wife kept uh, uh, kept giving me in, in the spirit was, you know, step out on faith. Step out on faith. Because you don't have this normal conversation about getting away from things that are custom that you're accustomed to. That's far from anybody's conversation because, I believe that people today live so much in fear of success than to realize that they're already successful if they just get away from what's holding them down so they can really see how blessed they really are. So I think this is a real good conversation because I can truly say today that if I if I had not stepped out on faith and and trusted God the way I trust him and, and, and countered it, uh, and, and believe in what I see, you know, because I'd ask myself, are you really trusting God? And then when I come down here, everything that I believe in that I wanted to be, God showed me that it was already there. So, yeah, I think, you know, I think we need to talk about change. I think we need to uh, talk about uh, uh, preparing uh, to to reposition ourselves. But, you know, it's not the normal conversation, though, this is not really the normal conversation. Because no, when you start talking, go ahead. No, I think it's not. But, the, the, you know, we're talking, we're leadership, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as much as sometimes we don't like, you know, dealing with things that are going to happen eventually, uh, we still must be prepared. And, right. you know, I think the emphasis tonight is on preparing. Because mm-hmm. I think that's what I put the emphasis on, is on the preparation, preparing right. for leaders preparing, you know, because, you know, so many times that, that doesn't happen. And, you know, when we don't prepare for things, things come and, and, and uh, we just, you know, we lose. We, we don't get the advantage of what we should be getting if we were prepared for it. And so tonight, you know, uh, I think it's something that we have to kind of look at uh, and really start giving it a lot of thought, you know. And, and I think if we if we do, we will begin to see uh, the total 
essence of why we come on and, you know, as leaders, why we can talk about certain things and why we can prepare for certain things that, you know, we know eventually will come, will happen. You know, we don't know exactly when, but I think if we are honest with ourselves, we know that, you know, that day will come. And, you know, and I'm not here dreadful. This is, to me, exciting because, you know, so many times, you know, we're not prepared. And you know what, Christian? Go ahead. Amen. You know, I think that I was just talking to this about my grandmother. There's a difference between being prepared and not being prepared. We're prepared through the word of God that there will be a departure. But those that are not hearing or are allowing the word of God to be given to them, they're not prepared. As far as some people are concerned, they're, I'm going to die one day, so I'm going I'm to I'm die of something. But see, there's a difference between dying of something and being prepared versus dying of something and, and not being prepared to avoid the part. You know, I'd rather have a peaceful departure than to have a tormented departure, you know. So I think there is a difference in that you just opened my eyes up because I've been thinking about it, you know, what little things I do have, God bless you with. Who do you leave it to, you know? Is there is my business in order? So uh, this is this is something that you <laughs> redropped in my spirit, and I'm thinking about it, and, and you know, because – it comes down to that, you know, you got to separate things. You don't want to leave nobody out. So I, this is a good subject. Now it's really something to think about because, you know, because once you're departed, you can't go back and fix, uh, say, I should have gave blah, blah, blah. You know, I so I this is a good subject. I think I'm, I'm going to listen more and I'm going to conversate because I really want to get the gist of it. Amen. Well, and then we're going to do that. I'm going to go to the phone. Okay. I was up uh, Hayden giving very – solid information and commentary, but uh, for all those who are listening, and, and the reason why I brought this out, and I normally don't, I mean, I would have gone back and dealing with, you know, uh, something that we have been dealing with concerning, you know, the rare importation, and and that's where I wanted to go, but then the Lord just kind of, kind of pushed me aside and just, you know, talk about this, this this subject matter. Talk about, you know, leaders preparing to depart. And, you know, a lot of times as much as we, you know, we don't like talking about, you know, that we should under consideration make preparation for that which we know will happen sooner or later. Uh, I think we have to uh, take that under consideration more and more each day. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to go back to the phone lines. I have Northern Alabama on the line, and so we want to talk to them. Reverend Jenkins, I want you to chime in as well. You know, we're talking about making preparation, leaders making preparations uh, before their departure. You know, we don't, want to, we don't want to wait till after we go on and try to get things together. I think we ought to do it before we leave. All right. Alabama, you're on the line. Who am I speaking with? Alabama, can you hear me? Good evening, oh, Bishop. This is uh, 
Evangelist Hayden calling from the wonderful city of Huntsville, Alabama. I'm traveling this evening, so on this beautiful Palm Sunday, I bless you and bless all the callers as well. You know, I've had to deal in the last month with departure, and I don't necessarily want to make sure that the topic stays on passing away or death, but I I think I need to, to talk about it. You know, my son's father had passed uh, March 1st, and he didn't have a wife. He left several children, um, and he helped me raise my two girls along with our son, who was 17. And I know that he, in discussion with him, that he knew that he was going one day, he was going to depart, but I don't think that he expected his departure to be as, as um, early as it was, even, even though he was 78 years old. He was prepared to a certain extent, but then again, he wasn't prepared. Um, and I think about that preparation. You know, the last month has, has has made me really, really think about preparation. And I'm going to tell you how God works. My mother is 70 years old. She just turned 70 uh, a couple months ago. And for the last year, she's been doing things, and I kept wondering why she was doing the things that she was doing, and she was saying things, and now, you know, I know over the last month why, because she was preparing before death. You know, she has four children, and um, my stepfather has two, so it's six of us. And so she's preparing, and they're preparing. They've, they prepared their will years ago, and each of us have a part. We each got a letter of what part we're supposed to pay, play if something happens to one or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's all about thinking about We don't like to think about it, but it's a, it's a necessity. Because the worst thing in the world is to leave someone to have to deal with your departure and not know what your wants or needs were are or for your departure. So my yeah. mother has my mother has she's been sending me things. You know, when my daughter comes to visit, they live in the same area. She she's been sending me things like things that she knows I want, or things that she thinks I want, or things that she wants me to have. You know, um, and I, I kept saying, well, why is she getting rid of it to myself? Well, why is she doing all this? And then, you know, this this passing of my ex-husband, my son's father, made me realize that she was preparing for her departure prior to the departure. Hmm. Amen. So it's a necessity because, you know, she, she she's had conversations with me. She's a pastor in Florida. And she said one of the worst things in the world is to see a family deal with your belongings after you're gone, not knowing what to do with them. So she's been saying these little comments to me, and and it just hit me in the last month what she was doing. So, you know, it's a necessity. We may not want to think about it. I've thought about it. You know, my husband and I, we need to prepare for our departure. You know, we have blended families. So you want to make sure that everyone is taken care of and, and that, that the thoughts after you're gone can be eased. The burden of your departure should be a joyful celebration versus something, a task that's got to be difficult to deal with. Amen? 
Amen. Well, you know, and, and I mean, I mean, the big matter uh, of discussion tonight, you know, in preparation to how Jesus made preparation for his departure. And, uh, you know, today was Palm Sunday and how he, you know, prepared himself for the lamb to be brought to him and, and him to get on and all the things that he uh, would do. And it, it made all the difference in the world. Amen. And what was so, so important to me was that nobody among his circle could say they did not know what his wishes were. Amen. You know, to the things that he was expecting of them. And so that's when I began to really look at it. I, today I had to teach, you know, and I don't have a problem teaching. I prepare for the lessons anyway. But I had to teach the lesson today because the Sunday school teacher had a flat, so I had to wait till somebody come and get her and so forth and so on. And by the time they arrived at the church, Sunday school was pretty much coming to a close. Which, and I, I went on to talk to class. And, but in there, I saw a lot of things that I felt were necessary for one, our understanding, and two, for our, amen, trust and faith and confidence in the ability of God. Because those were the things that I felt were very important, needed to be discussed and talked about and brought about. So tonight, here we are talking about leaders preparing for their departure. You know, we don't know when. We don't know where. We don't know, you know, the day and the hour, none of these things. But we we have to at least, if we are not going to fool ourselves, we have to at least, Evangelist uh, Satan, uh, you know, make preparation for the part that we know and things that we can do. And, and Amen. The release of not having to go through trying to figure out what we intended to do when mm-hmm. we could have taken care of that ourselves. And I mean, it ain't about death. It's not about that. It's all about living, but living with preparations in mind. Amen. So, Reverend Jenkins and all and everyone else, Amen. We're going to go to the phone lines. We're talking about how Jesus prepared for. His departure, and I tell, like I said, that's what that's what actually made me uh, bring this subject matter before the, the talk show because I was teaching this morning, and I just thought about, you know, you know that aspect of it. How important is that? How critical is that? That at least we know we have our house in order if something happened to us. We're ready to roll. We don't have to go through this. We don't have to go through that, and Ain't gonna be no squabble and none of that stuff like that that takes place because we made preparation before we departed. And I think, you know, as much as we don't like talking about making preparations, I just believe that if we don't make preparations and we're not prepared for whatever comes and we won't be able to handle it when it comes. And uh so amen, we're gonna go on a little bit further up the line and we're gonna have amen someone else to testify, amen, and and let us know what they think. So, Evangelist, one more question I want to ask you, because you said something about, you know, that you yourself have uh, seen the necessity now to really, 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 really focus on, as much as you may not want to, you know, preparations for whatever becomes. And you said, amen. 
you know, sometimes that this is what happens. You know, you know, we don't have to be doing nothing wrong for something to happen to us. You know, we don't have to be uh, outside of the will of God for something to happen to us. We can be riding, minding around, minding our own business, and anything can happen at any time. That's but, right. You know, because we are conscious of our relationship with God, the Father, and through His Son Jesus Christ. You know, we still are able to really, really do more because we know what time it is. And that that's the critical thing that I want you all to take in consideration, that we continue to keep time, uh, time as a factor in what we do because, you know, it's going to be a time where we're going to all have to recognize the power and the presence of God in relationship to being ready for whatever comes our way. You know, Paul said we have to be prepared in season and out of season. And so with that being said, uh, Evangelist, I just wanted to ask one question. Yes, sir. What, what, what would you think, and this is, this is a serious question, but what would you think uh, in the body of Christ, uh, the overall, and this is just guesstimation, the overall concept of people in leadership not prepared? Oh, wow. I mean, going through what I've gone through in the last um, 30 days, I would say it's time. I would say it's probably about 80 to 85% of leadership um, that are not prepared. They're, they're not prepared. They haven't. Maybe they've given it thought, but actually taking the steps to prepare for it, I don't. I think it's high. Wow. Well, what you're saying is that there are too many people existing but not preparing for living. That's exactly right. We prepare for every aspect of our lives, from going to sleep to, you know, what our careers are going to be with, about. But do we prepare for the departure? No, sir. I think it's very, very high, myself included. Wow. 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 And I, and I think, uh, you know, this is something that, ladies and gentlemen, I want you all to really feel my heart and concern because, you know, when I looked at the Palm Sunday lesson today and, and how I looked at how Jesus was making preparation for his departure, uh, it was it was comforting to know that he was also making preparation for the disciples to be prepared for his departure. You know, and I think that's something that we all have to really, 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 really focus on, making preparation. Amen. And, and, and also, Bishop, you know, for, for some reason or another, we, we, I guess it has been instilled and breaded in us from a young age that the preparation for a, a departure is um, a, a bad thing when, in fact, we should look at it in a different light. It's all about how we were trained mentally to, to view it, you know. So, you know, watching my son, you know, not being experienced gave me a new light because, really, he was prepared because we talked about it. His father talked about it with him, you know, get, uh, told him what his desires were, his wishes were, so he was prepared. 
you know, and watching my son be prepared for it was um, was better than him being unprepared. You know, oh. we 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 should we should take take strides to talk to 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 our congregation as you did, and I and I thank you for that because we just we just take it lightly when we shouldn't. It should be wow. a normal, everyday part of life that included the rearing of our family. Amen? Yeah. So you're saying this is not a study that is taken serious, you know, people preparing, you know, they're making preparation, or, you know, you, I know you said 80%, and I, I totally confer and agree with you that it is a very high percentage of people that are walking out there that are existing out there who are not prepared for their departure. You know, the sad part about it is it don't seem like they even try. No. I mean, because they don't think it's a necessity. They don't think that it's vital. You know, we, we, you know, I shouldn't say they, we don't think that it's vital. When in actuality, it is. It makes, it's part of life. We have to go. We don't know yeah. the hour or the day or the time, but we have to go. And why not include it in all of the things that we do as part of our life? We prepare wow. to buy houses. We prepare to get our credit rights to get a mortgage. We prepare to save money to get that dream car. Why not prepare for that? We prepare for retirement. Why not prepare for that? Well, I mean, we do. We make preparations for a lot of things, but, you know, the the things that I think are crucial and critical, and I'm only bringing this out because as I looked at the time of Jesus Christ uh, coming into Jerusalem, you know, you know, you just say to yourself, you know, some people are not ready for this. Some people have not made preparations for what he was about to do. You know, and you know, people say, Oh no, they shouldn't have done that. You know, they shouldn't have crucified the Lamb of God. But, you know, you have to understand that he was all a part of the divine plan of God. That's right. And and it's, and and just I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I had a cousin. That, I had a cousin that passed away at the beginning of the year, and he was only 47 years old. But guess what? He was prepared. I mean, he was prepared from the obituary to what what he was going to be laid to rest in. He was prepared, and his service—I've never seen nothing like it. He, knew, he had already talked to the person that was supposed to speak for him. He had talked to the pastor. He had talked to his wife. He had talked to his children. He talked to me. And wow. we were all prepared for it. He was 47 years old. He wrote his own obituary and planned his own service at 47 years old, not knowing that he was going, but he was preparing. Well, it makes the world a difference. Well, it makes all the difference in the world. And I want to just thank you, Evangelist, because, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about leaders preparing to depart. And I think, you know, too many times we don't prepare, you know, to depart because, you know, if we, you know, if we were prepared, I think personally we would see more of the hand of God 
operating through our ministry. You know, we have to give God a chance. And if we don't take it to the Lord in prayer, then we're blocking God from doing what he desires to do in our lives. So with that being said, I want to thank God for uh, Evangelist Hayden. I'm going to go down the line. Hey, man, I have Louisiana calling. Reverend Davis, I know you were writing something. I just want to make sure that I'm able to get it and get it in. Uh, Louisiana, you're on the phone line. Who am I speaking with? Louisiana, can you hear me? Good evening, this is Trauma. How you doing, Sister Trauma? We're, we're talking okay. about leadership. We're talking about leadership preparing, preparing to depart. Uh, you know, leadership making preparation to depart. And I think, you know, that it's sad that, you know, we come in and we see uh, leadership doing everything but what God has called them, preparing the people. So, so Thomas, talk to me tonight. How, how do you feel about the subject matter, you know, making preparation before our departure? You know, how do you feel? Do you feel it's necessary or do you feel it's unnecessary? Do you feel that, you know, there are people who can benefit from it or do you feel that people won't benefit from it? You know, it's your job to uh, promote, you know, your intent. And I think this is where we have to come to grips with it. So let, let's talk about it tonight because I don't think Jesus hid anything from his disciples because he recognized who they were and he also recognized what they needed. So with that being said, what do you have to say to the Thomas? Uh, I actually that uh, making preparation for your department is very much necessary. I mean, uh, you have to put things in order. Um, we're not uh, we're not here setting go uh, setting stones. Um, I think that it's necessary that we have a plan in place for our departure. Uh, I I do see so many people not unprepared. Uh, for their departure, um, maybe it could be ministry, and then it can be death. Um, I had seen it on both sides. Uh, you know, um, when people are in position, and it's time for them to leave out of position and to give the right, to, uh, give the, uh, give the, uh, give the torch to someone else. Uh, they are very unprepared uh, when to when the torch needs to go forward. And it makes it hard for ministry um, and make it difficult for when people try to move in position. Um, me, myself, I'm, all, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared. You know, I don't plan to be in this position. So my thing is to prepare people that's under me to take the, take the torch and to go on. So my thing is to put people in place, put started training people, uh, making sure they um, have all the necessary things that they need to do. So when it's time for me to depart out of what God has called me to do, that they will be able to ease into transition. And as far as the death part of transition, um, uh, it, it is a very high number. 
of people not being prepared because you see so many families struggling uh, when uh, death comes and, you know, they uh, they don't know what to do, you know. So um, it, finance is a, a major play. They don't have various sites. They don't have anyone nowhere to take the body. So the family is in uproar at that point. But I believe that we need to start teaching the people um, as leaders, you know, uh, we're not here to stay, so we need to get everything in order, you know, your life insurance policy, you need to have everything in place, you know, um, who's going to take the rings when you, you leave here, you know. As far as myself, I, uh, speaking on my behalf, I, I got things in order where, you know, my kids don't have to fight over what's left behind because guess what? It's already set. It's already set. So everybody will have their place and whatever I have to give them, they will receive it. So, um, and I think a lot of uh, uh, people, and, uh, and we need to tell our family people as well and, you know, get them educated why it's so important because uh, surely we live, we're going to die. So, we're going to sleep, should I say. But uh, we need to, you know, letting the people know, you know, to, and I think that'll be a great class for people's ministry that we offer this great, uh, to educate people. We have done this in GOV ministry, you know. Uh, the bishop has set something in order where, you know, uh, for funeral homes, you know, it's in case uh, death come in. We know death's going to come, but, you know, the expense of a funeral is so expensive these days, so you have to make sure you have everything in order. So make a preparation for department in your spiritual life as as for your internal, uh, uh, your, uh, internal life. It's so important because surely uh, we live, we're going to um, leave here, and we have to have something in place. We have to have a plan in place that, we won't leave uh, the burden back on your people or on your family members. So it's very much needed, and it's critical that we start to teach the people because uh, we see so many um, uh, situations where it's not a good situation. And, you know, they still got people in the ground that have been passed away for like two or three months, and they hadn't been buried. So... It's a bad situation. So, yes, I think it's very important that we make preparation for our department, even in our ministry life, in our ministries as well. Well, I hear you. I was just sitting back thinking about it and just reminiscing over what you were saying and, you know, going through the preparation stage and the evangelist Hayden said the same thing. But establishing, let me ask you this, do you feel that this is a necessary subject? Come back. Do you, do you feel that this is a necessary subject? Make oh, a preparation for leadership? Definitely. I think that this is a subject that's up, uh, at the top of the list. Uh, uh, it's, it's very high up in priority. In your, par- in your priority. Yeah. Well, 
I'm gonna go on to the line. Let me ask one more question. I mean, in ministry, you are part of our ministry. Is this something that you're hearing for the first time, or is this something that you've been exposed to many times? No, I've definitely been exposed to it um, uh, in ministry, uh, especially at our uh, at Jehovah's Ministry. Uh, you have taught on this uh, on several. Um, several times in ministry, uh, uh, putting things in order uh, for when we uh, when we to leave this earthly realm. So no, I, this is not my first time. This is something that you have taught um, the people in Jehovah's you Ministry. No, I hear you, and I think that's something that we all have to come into grips with. Uh, Reverend Jenkins says, asking for some preparation. Um, uh, uh, himself has taken a and, and, and talked about it a lot uh, about the departure and the funeral service and your state and you can't have left in him, uh, and everything else. And let me just say this I'm, uh, I'm of the opinion, and the reason why I brought this out, I'm sitting back in the studio just thinking about it because. You know, Evangelist Hayes said, you know, 80% of the body has no preparation, have not made preparation. You know, it's sad that, you know, whatever they're doing, they don't understand that part of it. And and I think that's where uh, everything kind of boils down. So I'm going to go up to, uh, back up to Apostle, and we're going to talk here, glory to God. Uh, Apostle, I'm coming back up to you. I mean, what's your take? I mean, here we are. Here we are. And I, and I sat in here and I listened. You know, Jesus making his triumphant entry. He's making sure everybody's together. Everybody understands what their missions are and what is expected of them. And everybody expects to carry out the mission that he has placed them over before the dawn. You know, let's let's talk about. It. You know, sometimes we uh, neglect. Uh, we sometimes uh, don't put the emphasis where it is needed. So here's what I want to do: uh, sopranos, uh, altos, and tenors, are, and baritones are all parts of harmony and scale. And I'm using this as an example. What good is it for one to use their gift when the system have not initiated the second person's gift? Uh, it's a conflict of interest and things are not going to work uh, based on one pack and one pack only. Uh, something was lost in the process. So with that being said, Apostle, I'm asking you, tell me, what has been lost in this process in which we're living in? Something has obviously been lost. Well, what is it? What is it that, you know, if it can help us uh, with this dilemma that we are going through, what is it that you are can help, you know, break this dilemma? You know, as, I, as, I, as, as you gave the scriptures out in Matthew chapter 11, and I was just sitting there thinking as Sister Thomas was talking about, you know, preparation brings reward. 
So when I looked at the scripture again, and as I kept reading it, but one verse kept sticking out. Well, the first three verses, the first two verses, uh, says in verse eight, but what we what went ye not? Excuse me. What went ye out for to see? And then he asked the question again. But what went ye out to see? And then in verse ten he said, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I have sent my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. I think people today, Bishop, have stopped listening to the messenger and uh, have took it upon themselves to be their own guideline in life. And I think if we get back into listening to the messenger, and in other words, the person that was before us to that prepared the way because John came, he prepared the way for us to receive the leader, which is Jesus Christ. And then when Jesus Christ came on the scene, <laughs> he by them recognizing who he was, they still didn't believe because how, you know, and that's the way people look at us today, but they don't realize that things are put in perspective for us to have a guideline of life. So I'm guilty that. A lot of things that I'd have listened to by the messenger that was before me in life, some things I could have avoided. You know, some things in life would have been easier. So I think it's uh, very important that we get back to listening to the messenger that's set before us. Because uh, Jesus said that uh, I go and prepare a place for you. So he's not even acknowledging that he's going on before us to prepare to receive us. So we come to him, and 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 we'll be able to. He'll be able to say, you know, because uh, he said in my father's house are many mansions. So he's acknowledging that even though I came, John told you that I was coming, and he and 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 but I told you even though I leave you, I will not leave you comfortless, but I go to prepare a place for you, and so. That's what the messenger is all about. So that's what you're teaching us tonight about how to understand uh, preparation. And uh, I think we need to get back into listening to the messenger. That's what we've got away from listening to the messenger. You still there, Bishop? Hello? Hello? Wow. No, I'm here, uh, Apostle. I was just in meditation. I thought that was very, oh, okay. very, very. No, I mean, you said something that was really profound. And I don't know. It kind of jarred my memory. And, you know, we look at it, but the body of Christ is not prepared. You know, if mm-hmm. we if just give a typical example while you were talking, this is what I said. We know that Jesus is on his way back. Well, the greatest thing that we can do is prepare for when he comes. We know he's coming. The worst thing that could happen is we're not prepared when he comes. But yet we know it. And, 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 and many times as leaders, there's a lot of things we know and know to do, but we fail to do it. And we suffer immensely and sometimes uh, devastationally we suffer needlessly, and we could have very well done it if we had prepared ourselves. That's that's what I was getting to. You were talking about, you know, how 
many times we are not prepared. And look at the consequences of it. Look what happens as a result of it. And then you ask yourself the question, was it really worth it? Could we have done anything to avoid that from happening? You know, could we have done something that would have at least freed up uh, time and effort on our behalf? What do you have to say, Apostle, you know, when we start looking at things that we know? We're talking about preparation. You know, do do you feel that that the neglect is something that we just take for granted or it's something that we want to do and just don't have the time to do? What is it? I feel that we say we don't have time to do it because you know, we don't want to really address that issue in life. Because uh, if I just keep it on my, if I just keep it on me, and I now analyze, you know, my life over the years, I can truly say that I never took this time to really understand this area in my life, even though I saw success, but I. I can truly say that, uh, you know, just keeping on the I statement that I didn't heed to the preparation of what they what what got them to the position that they were in, and we don't do that until we get ourselves in a situation, and then we'll start pulling up all the things that we learned that if we had to just listen, we would be you know we wouldn't be in some of the things that we are. But I thank God that. The, the preparation was laid out that I can always go back to it at any given moment in my life. I can that's one thing about the Word of God. You may not listen now, but it's already been laid out for you that you can go back at any given moment of the day and grab it again, and it will still do for you today what it was done for you yesterday. Well, so, I, I, huh? Well, that's correct, and I think that. You know, that's something that, you know, here's the thing. You know, the preparation should be we should not have to go back, but because the gates are still open, you still have time to do so. But, you know, look at the five foolish versions versus the five wise. You know, preparation. You know, and the thing about it is that those who had done everything to what they're doing, you know, we would have seen and we just saw the benefits of it. So, amen. With that being said, I'm going to go down to a, uh, uh, a pastor. Uh, that was a pastor. Hey, let's go down to the evangelist. Evangelist, what can you tell me? Evangelist, hey, can you hear me? I don't know if I lost or not. Yes, yes sir, I'm here. Okay, go ahead. What, what do you have to say? I mean, we, you know, we, we talk about, you know, and we, we can tell people, hey, look, get your house in order. Make Amen. preparation. And we tell them that and, you know, all these things. But apparently that sometimes when we say it, it's not really it's not really something that we are either meaning or and our intentions are not for results. You know, so now, you know, we have to look at, you know, are we, are, are there any convictions within us and upon us that would cause us, uh, cause us, excuse me, uh, to realize that, you know, we have to mean what we say, and there must be some kind of conviction when we say it, because if we don't, then it's not going to help us. We're talking about leaders preparing to depart, but when we start talking about it, some people don't take us serious. 
You said something that I was thinking, and you said it before I could even say it. How many sermons have we heard or listened to or prepared or preached on that had the words in it, getting your house in order? I myself have heard numerous ones, but never once can I say when they say get your house in order, the detail of getting your house in order does not necessarily always mean, yes, it should mean spiritually, but it's also about the preparation of the party. No one in my 54 years, Bishop, has ever preached a sermon that went past and got to the meat and dug deeper into that and getting your house in order. Oh. And, that, and that is where people are missing it. That is why I say 80 to 85% of the congregation or people in this world in general do not think about it, do not prepare for it because they're getting meat, but they're not getting all of it. They're not being told all of it. They're not, the, 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 we as leaders, are we preparing them or going deeper so that they get it? It is our job to ensure that they get it. And I, I thank you because, you know, you're the first pastor bishop that's ever brought it to the forefront like, like this is, you know, like you have. And if you think about it, that's probably where, where it's being missed because we all, you know, are taught things that are embedded in us and that we, we sit before our shepherds or we sit before or have conversations like these, and it's not brought to the forefront. So, yeah, we as individuals should think about it as well, but we all need that little nudge in our spirit. We all need that little you know, that little nudge or that little nugget to, to get us to that point where we, we make it, a, uh, bring it to the forefront. We make it a part of our everyday life. We, we make preparations for it. Amen? Yeah, and here's the thing, you know, there must be some some degree of conviction on us to get us to realize the seriousness of the preparation. You Amen. Know, you know, and, 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 and I'll be honest with you. Like I said, I thought about this today, but I I do a lot of funerals. I tell a lot of funerals, and I go to a lot of funerals. And, you know, some of them I see and some I see that are not. But the one thing that I say every time I walk away from one, uh, my day is coming. Don't know when, I don't know when, but my day is coming. And I can't, I just can't keep walking around thinking I'm not going to depart from here and I may live a long time. And that's fine and dandy. But the one thing that I must do is realize that one day I'm going to depart and my departure should be made with preparation. That's all I'm emphasizing. Jesus didn't leave here and just left the disciples. He kind of told them some things in John 14, you know, even as he spoke in John 12, you know, don't let your heart be troubled. You know, I'm going away to prepare a place for you, but I'm coming again. You know, he's going away to prepare a place, and he's coming back for us to be prepared when he comes back. And, you know, as many funerals that we go to and attend, we leave there, Never ever taking into consideration we could be met. 
uh, we need to make preparations. We see how many have lost their lives doing some of the same things we're doing, but yet we never stop doing those things thinking that could never happen to us. You know, this is a serious subject matter, and it's only on the impact conference where we're able to discuss subject matters that have these type of impacts on the people who, who participate. You know, let's, let's be real. Uh, impact is what it's doing, impacting, because, you know, we take it for granted like we're going to continue to get up and lay down and continue to get up and lay down and continue to move around, mobilization. But that may not be the case. Anything could befall you where you're not able to move as you could and you only have your hands and limitations and the things that you could do. You were limited, but now even more so restricted and limited. And, you know, you don't miss freedom until it's gone. You don't miss uh, the ability to to do what you all are doing and uh, not see the benefits of it. And I just pray tonight that I'm going to go down, amen, to Sister Thomas, and we'll come back up to final comments. But I just pray tonight that we as leaders begin to be more serious about making preparation. And it should not be taken lightly. Something Amen. that should be reverently and discreetly brought for the point because people need to be serious about this. It may sound foolishness to them when you ask them for an idea, when you talk about certain things, but yet in their eyes, they don't care. Amen. So, you know, I thank you very much for that information. We're going to go down to Sister Thomas and we're going to come back up. Amen. From there, the other way. Uh, Sister Thomas, what, what do you have to say? You, you've been listening. You've heard of our flame. You've heard the Baptist say, bring out some very valuable information and valuable points about, you know, one, hearing such topics coming forth from, you know, here that make people think and look at life, you know, but people continually think that things are going to remain the same when everyday things are changing. You know, and so we have to come to grips with reality. You know, if you don't want to see a change, then, you know, you need to be going in the opposite direction because, you know, if you are wanting to see a change, then you must be willing to make one in order to see one. So, Mr. Thomas, what do you have to say concerning the seriousness of preparation that many times, you know, people, you know, take it for granted? So let me just say this because, I was telling Apostle Hayden and several other people today about what type of service we had and how powerful the services were and things like that. And the reason why the services was able to get to that height is because people embraced what we were doing. And when people embrace you, they'll follow you and they'll submit and so forth and so on. We've seen that. So let's talk about this seriousness. You know, why we're not being taken seriously when we tell people about getting ready, getting their house in order, getting their life together. Why is it not being taken seriously? I believe that people uh, don't take it seriously. Uh, they know it's going to happen, but they they are not putting uh, that priority uh, for their departure. I believe that people don't take it seriously because they see it happen to other people and uh, believe it, uh, you know, if it comes, I'll just be the burden. 
on someone else. I think people don't take it seriously uh, because they, some people, you know, really not informed or don't know, uh, you know, they don't know the seriousness of, behind uh, your, their departure and what they're leaving on their family members and what they're leaving behind. Uh, but I, I, I just want to make this statement. Um, the people at GOV Ministry, uh, we are we are we are very sensitive to um, our departure. You know, the pastor. He always brings it up. You know, if you if you died today, where would you spend eternity? You know, that was questions that he keep asking. Uh, and some people really didn't know where they're going to spend it in hell or where they're going to spend it in heaven. You know, they was they didn't know. They you know, and it would put something on their mind. But if they continue to come and learn, you know, they will be able to, uh, you know, be able to grasp and, you know, begin to focus on, you know, what I need to do to get my life in order, you know. First of all, you have to accept the Lord and Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And um, and if they begin to come in and begin to learn what is necessary, that they uh, where would they spend eternity? And I think uh, they at that point they would take it most seriously, you know. They would take the word of God most seriously. Before Jesus' departure, he was always telling his disciples, you know, I'm not going to be with you long. You know, some, they heard it, but they did not agree to it. And I think that's what the people do. They hear it, but they don't take a heed. They don't, you know, they don't take it and they don't, uh, uh, they don't take it. They take it, but they don't process it. But you got to process the information. If this man of God or this woman of God tell me actually where I'm going to spend eternity, then I need to know what I need to do to, to spend eternity with um, in heaven. So I think a lot of times when they don't take it seriously, um, uh, nonchalant or procrastinate, you know, uh, they don't feel like that's a priority. That's something that uh, they not uh, – they don't believe that it's important. Death is important. Uh, going to sleep is very important. Uh, and like I said, a lot of times that people are, and they have to be educated. And that's where you come into ministry, and that's where your education comes from. And that's where you're learning in, you know, Bible class. And, you know, Bible class is where you can ask questions, you know, get feedback. And that's where the learning process, Sunday school, feedback. But you, you see those departments, people are not coming in to learn what the Word of God has to say. Those on Wednesday night, uh, you know, that should be a great impact in ministry because that's where you can get the information and the, the process and to learn more about what's going on in your life and how you can get your life in order. Sunday school is one of the, you know, greatest uh, impact in ministry because that's where you get great information and that's where you great, get great feedback and yet you're not sure that's where you can ask questions, to, you know, and get information. 
So uh, I believe once they uh, started to come in to want to know more about God and more about their life and more about, you know, living and dying, you know, they're going to have to come in and get the information. Yeah, you can talk about it on Sunday morning. That's only about a 30 minutes. But they're not processing it and they're not retaining it to get to the next step. Not everyone. But we have a great number of people that's not benefiting or taking that benefit package and uh, working the package. Well, that's true. You know, and we we talk about it and uh, we see it. And, you know, you said one of the things that really stayed with me was being truthful. And I'm sitting back in the studio and myself sometimes people deceive themselves. Uh, Reverend Jenkins talked about the book that he wrote and the morning inspiration and things of that magnitude. Uh, I'm going back up the ladder. Uh, Evangelist Hayden, what do you have to say? We see well, all of these. What do we yeah. have to say? I'm just, just, as, just as we prepare for all of the things that uh, we think that we need in our life, the departure, as I said earlier, is most important, if not one of the most important things that we can do for ourselves and we can do for our families. Um, It was an experience to prepare the departure for my son's father, you know, and a lot of people probably don't even, uh, I don't, don't, it's a lack of a better way of putting it, have the opportunity to prepare someone's departure. When I say prepare the departure, I mean, you know, pick out caskets and write obituaries. I never thought that I would have to do that um, for my son's father, but he was he was not married and my son is 17. So, you know, for me to have to experience that now in my life, um, God, God had his hand in that because, my husband knows, and most people know that I am a preparer. I am a person that thinks about things like that, and so it just gave me some added advantage that now I know exact how I want to go. You know how I want how I want to be seen or viewed, or um, if I don't want to be viewed, and how I want my obituary. You know, it's detailed. And most people don't know that I mean, until they get to the point where they have to do it for someone. And that really right there is another part of something that's not talked about. You know, you don't you don't talk about, okay, so how do you, how do you, what kind of casket do you want? You know, we just don't talk about those things. Where in, a, where in actuality, we should be thinking about those things because it's, 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 it can be stressful, you know, thinking about laying someone to rest and their departure when if they had prepared for it, it could have been smoother. Amen? And and I think that, you know, as leaders, you know, we have to set the example. Why is it always we're rushing at the last minute trying to find That's right. You know, way ahead of time that should have been taken care of a long time ago. And I think these are the things that we have to continue to look at and ask God's blessings upon us. That was Evangelist Hayden, and I thought those comments were very much welcome and needed. Apostle Hayden. 
what do you have to say as we, you know, look forward to uh, uh, bringing this thing to a close? And I want to share a couple of things that I think are going to be a blessing to you. You may want to take consideration in making a documentation or listening to it over again. What do you have to say, Apostle? Well, Bishop, and, and to all, the Bible says once upon a man must die, and then after that, the judgment. And I, I think that was put there for a reason. And, you know, we have to understand, if we don't understand nothing else, we got to leave here. And, you know, I was, I was thinking about this. I talked to my mom today that my dad would be getting ready to turn 70 years old. So I'm going to pick up the phone and ask him, you know, does he have everything in order? Um you know, because, you know, a lot of people, families get caught up in, 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 in the middle of all that, and then you have all that mass confusion. But if we got everything in order, I think, you know, uh, death can be very enjoyable for the family because, you know, we understand it as Christians, um, you know, with how to relate and how to deal with it. And, and you know, no one wants to see no one leave here, but we got to leave. But if we understand the purpose of why we're leaving and where we're going, uh, because we got our house in order, that makes it a whole lot more enjoyable because we know that we'll see each other again. So this opened my eyes up. I've had this discussion with my wife because I, I don't think me and her have ever discussed it. Uh, you know, and that's what the Word of God is designed to do, is designed to open up your heart, open up your mind, give you a new revelation about things. So I want to thank you, Bishop, for uh, for this lesson tonight. Uh, really opened up my eyes and stuff uh, about life and about things in general, and uh, so I just I just uh, thank you for this lesson. Amen. 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 That was a possibility. We want to thank God for Him. Amen. He values things and problems, and I just want to share a couple of things with you. I did my thesis on Thanatosis, which is the doctrine of bell, subject matter that I am very familiar with and one that I enjoy the ability to discuss and research and, and do a lot of things that were connected directly with uh, what we call uh, the day of departure, which is known as death. But the preparation of anything makes it better than a thing if it was not prepared for. You know, it just seems like life seems to afford us better opportunities for things to work for us when we made preparation. Preparation seems to always be the prerequisite to enjoying a beneficial life in the spirit and in the natural as well. So I want to just share some things with you that I think is going to be a blessing. And the first thing I want to say to you is, you know, in the aspect of leadership, more people will begin to do if we begin to demonstrate what we desire them to do. You know, the old saying, monkey see, monkey do. Uh, but, you know, you said, oh, you can bring them, but they can't make them drink. Keep bringing them long enough. They will drink. And I promise you, all the things that they once rejected, they will begin to accept. There's a principle that lies uh, insight to that and understanding that, hey, guess what? You know, the more we set the example, uh, the better off they'll be, the more we set the example. And all we have to do is just live by the principles that we want others to live by. 
and therefore we set the example that we want them to be guided by. That's the first thing. The second thing is always obvious. Even with Jesus' triumphant entry, you can't avoid destiny. Let me say this again. You cannot avoid destiny. Uh, it's just something about wherever destiny comes, when it does come, you can't avoid it. And, you know, as much as we try to escape the root words of destiny and we try to, uh, I guess you can call it, put a scapegoat out there and not be as articulate and professional in emphasizing what we see. And so we have to make, amen, some type of asserted effort to really compact this thing and bring it to a squeaking halt. And then lastly, you know, you mentioned that, you know, about being heard and, uh, you know, being able to see things for what they really are. Even though sometimes we try to explain to people some things, they don't go to bed rejecting what we said, and that's not good. You know, within your heart, you know what you said and you know what you meant. Let's go back to it again. In your transmission, you know what you said and what you did. That the reason why you check your vehicle regularly is because there could be some malfunctioning going on in your programming. And, you know, we don't want to be a hindrance to the work. We want to be a compliment to whatever God has called you to do. Amen. So I want you all to really begin this pray for us and keep us in your prayers. And we're going to go with our final comments, amen, and prayer requests tonight. And then we're going to depart. Apostle Haiti, final comments and prayer requests. I just want to just thank God for today. Uh, this is a day that uh, he allowed me to speak. I thank God for uh, our grandchildren and we had a chance to enjoy them and I'll I want to just ask him to keep his hands protection around my wife while she's traveling. Uh, uh, continue to bless her ministry as well as our ministry and continue to bless our pastor and first lady and, and our shepherds who are over us. I uh, want to continue to pray for uh, pastor's uh, ministry online and, uh, and the host of others and to continue just to touch those that are uh, in the sick and shed in today that uh, are going through some things in life and just as a whole, amen. Wow. Apostle, you know, that was very wise. I was just sitting back and just listening, you know, to the revelation that you were speaking. And I'm sitting up here mesmerized because, you know, how often do people admit and how often do people acknowledge you know, sometimes it's denial, crying out and so forth and so on. You know, you you admit that, hey, the broadcast was needful. It was very uh, blessed and so forth and so forth, all the things that come along with it. You know, that's to be committed. Some people won't appreciate. Uh, they want people to give them what they're not willing to give others on themselves. And it, it throws them down. And there's nothing you can do about it. Just give them opportunity to come and acknowledge your presence by doing the right thing. 
So mm-hmm. we want to thank you for those comments and those things that are going forward. Let me go down to Evangelist. Amen. Evangelist, uh, hey, any final comments and a prayer request tonight? I thank you again, Bishop, for continuing to give us um, the information that we need to advance in our spiritual walk. You know, God is going to bless you, and and we just thank him for giving you all of the information to share with with the kingdom, with the people, with the saints. We just we just thank you for that, and you know. We we continue. I can speak to for my husband on this. We listen to you for a reason because not because we don't have anything else to do on Sunday night, but because the information that you are giving us is from God and it's to enrich our lives so that we in turn can help others and share the information as well. This has a trickle down effect. Um, that is going to blow up one day, and we don't know what day or an hour, just like our death. And you keep, you keep, you keep giving, allowing God to give you these messages, and you will continue to be blessed. Uh, my my prayer request is that you continue to be blessed, your ministry as well, and your congregation. Our our congregation lifts us up in prayer, and our our pastor, our first lady, my husband as well. You know, he he's diligently out here um, pounding the pavement for helping individuals in recovery. Him, him, and myself. You know, I ask also in prayer that I've been working with a couple ladies this past week that are having a hard time, but. You know, hopefully I pray that I've given them words of encouragement that will keep them strengthened every day. So I ask that you allow in your prayer us to have continued strength in our recovery program as well as our church family and our family as a whole. Amen. 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 And, you know, you're absolutely right, um, Evangelist, that, you know, sometimes you know, I try to put the proper subject matters out there that I think are pertinent to the time and the season for which we're living in. Sometimes, you know, uh, we can be lured in with success and cause failure. Let me say it again. We can be lured in with success and cause failure. Uh, we have to kind of get past the hype and with uh truly, truly preparing ourselves for what he's saying, then we'll make those type of preparations a long time ago. So I want to thank you all, amen, Apostle and Evangelist, for those comments. Sister Thomas, we're going to come to you, and then we're going to pray and wrap it up. Amen. What do you have to say, Sister Thomas? Uh, I thank God for today. Uh, I just want to share this, the, the move of God in our ministry today. The, the God was just so powerful. The spirit of God was so powerful that, you know, the people, uh, and I'm, I'm quite sure if I talk to people, they will be amazed at what God is doing. I mean, the the, the the, the the prayer and the and the praise and the worship, but it didn't happen there. I think it happened in Sunday school, but it's trickled down into 
into uh, into the worship service. The, you know, the lesson of the Sunday school lesson was so powerful today. You know, uh, the coming of the Lord and and the people were saying Hosanna. You know, save us. And I think when that you know when we taught that lesson today that the God began to move in the ministry. And, and when we got into worship service, God just showed, I mean, he just showed his glory. And I thank God for today. Now, I'm still separating from the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I thank Pastor, I thank God for my pastor and his family. I thank God for the apostle and evangelist and the uh, the uh, one that goes by tell uh Internet, I, I thank God for you all. I thank God for that you all, you know, that my pastor has something to offer that you can take back and teach the people. And that's what it's all about, getting it and taking it and digesting and going back out and just digesting and giving it back to the people. And I hear that all the time, even by the, my Internet guests that he's typing and he, he's taking in and he, you know, it's like a biscuit, you know, he's, he's sucking it in and the popcorn evangelist, y'all, you know, taking that word and y'all taking that word and he's taking it back to you, taking it back to, uh, to your ministry. He's taking it back to the man and woman of God. And, you know, that's what it, that's what we're here for. We're here to, you know, spread the gospel. We are the mouthpiece of Jesus Christ. So I thank God for you all every Sunday night. I pray for you all, you know. I may come in a little late, but I know that you all are tuning in. I just thank God for today. And I thank God for the, uh, the teaching today, preparation, you know, getting our life in order that, you know, where where is our final destination and or making sure that we have everything in order. And, you know, not, and not only that we have it in order, Make sure our family members have it in order and, you know, tell other people it's time to get your life in order. Are you prepared? If God was to come back today, are you prepared? So that's what's going to be on my forefront tomorrow. Ask the people, are you prepared? I thank God. And I continue to lift up the FIFO ministry. That is my prayer that God continue to cover the FIFO ministry. Amen. I want all of y'all to think about this in your meditation. And I just sit back and I think about it. I was in in my mind and in my heart, I was listening to what Sister Thomas was saying about the ministry, about what God is doing in our ministry, how the Spirit is moving and things like that. And I listened to Apostle Hayden kind of echo the same thing and Evangelist Hayden kind of echo the same thing uh, in my mind and in my heart. Uh, I think that it is the ultimate goal of every leader 
is to make their life transition as smooth as possible for the next person. They should not have to, the evangelist Hayden said it so many times, have to wonder what were your wishes and what this, what that, and so forth. You know, we have to break that shackle and break those bonds and begin to take our responsibilities seriously and making sure that other people won't have to do for us what we should have done for ourselves. Uh, that's all I'm saying. And so, you know, that's something that we have to think about and really take in consideration. And I want to thank God, amen, for each and every one of you all. Let me just say this. Uh, you know, next uh, Sunday is Easter Sunday morning. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, they get up. And I'm just going to show you how they get up. And they don't understand what the resurrection signifies, what is the significance of it. And they they come to church. They're actually the biggest day. And most people come, it would be Easter Sunday morning. Christmas is a distant second, but Easter by four is the most overwhelming day. And they're going to come in thinking the justification of showing up on Easter Sunday with no intent of coming back the next week in the case that they are not solid and not only solid, but they are not ready for the things that God has for them. And Romans said, he will give it to you because he has it. You won't have to ask for it because you know you need it. So I want to just pray and ask God's blessing upon us. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I praise you. I honor you. I glorify you. And I magnify your name. As I stand before you and your people tonight, Father God, I lift up Apostle Hayden and I lift up the works of his hand in the recovery program that you have led him to spearhead. And Father God, I not only pray for that program, but I pray, Father, that men are preparing through that program to get their lives back on track and get them in order. Pray for his lovely wife, Evangelist Hayden, Lord, I thank you for them and their tenacity to continue to grow in grace and knowledge of your son, Jesus Christ. I lift up again, Father, the son. I lift up a family. I lift up all, Lord, Lord, that make connections with this. And, Lord, now I pray for Sister Thomas as well. I pray for her, Lord, God, leadership role and in preparation. I pray for her life and her family as well. Pray for the ministries, Lord God, that we are under and that we are supportive of. And, Lord, I just thank you right now that we're able to come together for this cause and making preparation before our departure, not trying to do it after we've departed, but before. And, Father, I know that you're well pleased with the conversation and the information that we have shared with one another tonight because it's going to give us strength to be able to put the things that we need in place to carry out the things that you call us to do. And then, Lord, not only that, but I thank you for your son. Jesus the Christ, who just didn't leave us here by ourselves, but he knew we would be lonely, so he sent the comforter and your word to be a lamp unto our feet and light unto our path. Lord God, I thank you for this anointing that we have. We lift up Sister Vanessa and Reverend Jenkins. Lord God, we thank you for them and their ministry. We also pray, Lord God, for Sister, Lord God, Vanessa continuously. 
And we pray for Reverend Jenkins continuously. Pastor Hayden continuously. Evangelist Hayden continuously. And we pray for Sister Tom continuously, Lord, that you would bless, keep leading God. Let us, Lord God, we ask that you look upon me. I'm grateful. We call you servant, but I'm more grateful to understand my role. Lord, I thank you right now, and I praise you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Let us all say amen. Amen. Apostle, I want to thank you, and I'm looking to see where I sent those tape uh, CDs. And uh, for the fun of me, I don't know uh, where I sent them and anything like that. I don't, you know, I mean, I had the text from a while back, and I don't know. But what I did do is get the one that you have, and if I have to make uh, another set of them, I'll expedite them out to you through the mail. Y'all keep me in your prayers. Ask God's blessing upon me that I continue to bring forth stuff to the programming, such as what we have here on the Impact Conference and the talk show. Not doing anything in the morning. Do listen to the sounds of Jam Radio 2.1 on Talk Show with Reverend Jenkins at 6 a.m. You're not doing anything. Tune in. You're not doing anything. Listen in. Always inspirational. Always a blessing. And until we meet again, as they say in the Hebrew tongue, Shalom, which means peace. God bless you. It's our prayer. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 